Amen. Everyone said. We've been talking about unusual favor for the last three weeks. Of course, you know, that's our thing for 2017 as I was on my sabbatical in San Antonio just getting some rest. Got a chance to get away from everything just so I can hear crystal clear from God. Told me that it would be the year of unusual. Somebody say unusual. Favor. Uh-huh. Unusual meaning that he would do something uncommon, abnormal, unexpected, surprise, different, strange, odd, rare. And I like the last two. The word unusual means that he will do something weird and freaky. How many believe you about to walk in some favor that's going to freak you out? I prophesy that in the name of Jesus. It's going to freak you out. You're going to be like, what mean is this? I'm talking about one of them, them breakthroughs. Amen. Have you scratching your head. And you're going to be like, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. Amen. So go, go, go to Psalm 30, verse 5, one more time. Look at this. We briefly looked at this last week. For his anger is but for a moment. Somebody need to say amen. I am so glad that he don't go to bed mad at us. Come on, somebody. Amen. It's but for a moment. But his favor is for life. Favor is for life, which means he's, his benevolence never runs out. Him being benevolent to us, him being kind, and him prefer, preferring us, it does not run dry. What a blessing, amen, that we have a lifetime warranty of favor, amen. As long as we're in this earth, we can walk in God's favor. We're already walking in it because we're breathing. But I'm talking about God's about to attach unusual to your favor, where he's going to do something uncommon, something that's going to freak you out, amen. Man, that freaked me out when they brought me in the office Thursday and showed me that $16,100-something check that came from Sholo. Now, we've had bigger checks that have come in. We've had people write $150,000 checks and, you know, $100,000. I'm grateful for that. But what messed me up is the distance. That it didn't come in this zip code. It didn't come in one of the surrounding suburbs. It came from Sholo. Thank God for, that's why when the Bible says greater work shall he do, it's, 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 it's talking about how we have access to mailboxes. We can jump on airplanes and we can jump in vehicles and do ministry. Jesus' ministry was in a 300-mile radius. Come on, he couldn't jump on an airplane and tell people that Jesus is Lord. So what a blessing. In other words, he was saying your reach is going to be even greater, amen? And so I'm grateful for the Bible says that he will give men witty inventions, amen? But let's, let's get which means creative ideas. I'm so grateful, amen, for cars and airplanes. Can I get a witness up in here? I am so grateful for running water. I, 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 I've heard people say, I wish I would have lived back in the David and Paul days. I said, not me. I'm glad I could go to a restaurant. Can I get a witness up in here? Come on, somebody. I am be walking around with a bow and arrow trying to shoot something so I can eat that day. How many know the devil is alive? I need somebody that already had that made for me. Look at how the Lord then spoiled us. Let us be born in this century. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so let's get into this unusual favor. Go, go to uh, uh, one more scripture, Psalm 102, verse 13, and then we're going to dive into this topic today. It says, uh, you will arise. And have mercy on Zion. Zion being the church. He's saying, I'm going to have mercy. I'm going to give you what you don't deserve. Look at that. I love that. He gives us what we mercy. He gives us what we don't deserve. Then it says, I will arise and have mercy on Zion, which of course, again, is the church. Then it says, for the time to favor her. 
How many of you know it's time for he's about to favor you in this season of your life? So he said, I'm going to have mercy on the church. I'm going to have mercy on kingdom. I'm going to have mercy on the people that are connected to kingdom. For the time to favor her, yes. Somebody say yes. The set time has come. Somebody say yes one more time. All you got to have is a yes in your spirit that God can do it. See, I believe a lot of times God's not doing things in us, through for, in us, through us, and for us because we don't have a yes in our spirit. Amen? But that's why the Bible says the promises of God are yes and what? Amen. Amen, meaning I come in agreement, God, because I know your will is your word. If you ever want to know God's will for your life, all you got to do is look between Genesis and Revelations. Amen? It's so many promises in that book, amen, that will blow your mind. Because I believe in 2017, that's literally what God wants to do. He wants to blow your mind. I believe somebody in this building is getting ready to experience your set time. That favor is coming to visit you. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise. Somebody say yes. I want you to have a yes in your spirit. Put that text up one more time. Look at this. It says for the time to favor her to favor her yes the set time somebody say set time I believe before you can have a set time you have to go through some setbacks anybody been through some of them seasons but the blessing is that you kept going to church in your setback you kept praying in your setback you kept making God a priority in your setback even when you made mistakes in your setback you knew in your mind that there's going to be a set time because my God is merciful because his mercies are new every morning and I'm still standing and trusting that he will do something unusual in my life. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise in this place. Somebody scream, set time. Set time. Set time is coming into your life, glory to God. Let, let's look at somebody that, that God he used uh, uh, and they eventually began to experience their set time. But before they had a set time, they had a setback. I always say sometimes your setback is a setup for your come up. Sometimes God has to set you back so you can appreciate when he sets you up. Joseph, can I get a witness? Joseph needed to be thrown in the pit with his spoiled self. Come on, he needed to go to prison for a season. Come on, somebody. Come on, he was spoiled. Come on, the Bible says that his father favored him over all the other sons. He walking around with the coat of many colors while everybody else walking around with the Target special. Come on, he walking around with the Scottsdale Fashion slash Arrowhead special. Come on, that will put a wedge in the family. Can I get a witness? Start playing preferential treatment with your kids and see how far them kids get. You'll be pulling them off of each other. You can't favor one and not the other. Come on, somebody. You got to love them equally or else you can have a mess in your household. So really, Jacob played a part in the other brothers doing what they did. Because they like, well, why we don't get preferential treatment from you, Daddy? You, every time we turn around, you, you showing Joseph how to change the oil, but then just look at us sideways when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You can't do that. So let's get into this a little bit. Let's, I'm going to talk to you about Hannah this morning. Go, go to Samuel. Go to 1 Samuel uh, uh, chapter 1. 
because the Lord blessed her, but she was in the middle of a setback. Amen. Things were not going well in her life at all. Matter of fact, she, and when you look at the, when you do your homework about this chapter, she was a social disgrace because she couldn't produce children. But let's get into this. Let's, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 1. Let's pick up in verse 2. It says, and he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Paniah. Paniah had children. But, the, but, but Hannah had no children. I want you to remember that. She had no children. Then it says, but Hannah, he would give a double portion for it. He loved Hannah, although the Lord closed her womb. Remember that. She couldn't have children. The Lord even was the one that was behind closing her womb. Sometimes God is the one behind certain things that he doesn't let, allow to come to fruition quite yet. Because it's all about timing, amen? Because sometimes if he does something premature, that can mess you up. Because maybe you're not ready for it. That's like God had to wait till I was 10 to get this building. If he would have did that at one, I would have been arrogant. Come on, you one years old with a building like you like, look at, you'd be like, look at God and look at me. <laughs> but God will put you in a 10-year process have you preaching to more metal chairs than people? Have you preaching to people on cafeteria benches? Then he eventually gets you to a place like this. And then you say, if it had not been. For the Lord that was on my side. Come on. Sometimes my mom always told me, she said, son, sometimes the way up is down. So if you ever wanted to go up, you got to experience some down times too. You got to take the bad with the good. Come on, somebody. So it says, he closed her womb, and her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year she went up to the Lord, uh, went up to the house of the Lord, that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Then it says, and Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why uh, do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am, am I not better to you than ten sons? He was like, what's wrong with you? I give you all the affection you need. I, I give you a double portion of everything I have. In other words, he was letting her know, listen, when it comes to you, I don't fall short. But she still felt a deficiency. She still felt inadequate because every woman wants to give her husband back to him. When it comes to children, amen, she wants to be able to multiply that seed and give him back a child, amen. And so because she couldn't do that, she was upset. She was getting all the affection that she need. She actually had favor on her life. And when you actually look up her name, Hannah, it means grace. It means favor. Her name is favor, but then she's falling short in the favor department. Isn't that interesting? So he tells her, Am I not better to you than 10 sons? Because how many of you know can't nobody do you like Jesus? Come on, you appreciate your man. Can I get a witness in here? You appreciate your woman. I appreciate my wife, but can't nobody do you like Jesus. Amen. There's a void that only he can fill. Amen. When it comes down to the getting down. Amen. So, so, so let's, let's look into this. So, so look at verse 9. It says, so Hannah arose and, and, and they finished 
uh, 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 eating and drinking in Shiloh. And now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat of the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And, and, and she was in bitterness of soul. And she prayed to the Lord. And she wept in anguish. And then uh, she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look upon the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no rage shall come upon him. And we're going to stop in verse 12. It says, and it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now look at verse 10. It says, and she was in bitterness of soul and she prayed Somebody say, she prayed. Uh-huh, she prayed to the Lord. And then verse 12 says, and it happened, she continued praying before the Lord. My first point is this. In order for you to see unusual favor in your life, you have to pray without ceasing. Prayer is what moves the hand of God. Prayer is what not only moves the hand of God, it's prayer that really pulls on the heart of God. If you ever wanted to see God move in your situation, you and I have to learn to pray without ceasing. In other words, we have a 24-hour window every day. You need to spend at least two, three minutes of that praying. Amen. Really, we need to be probably, I, I, obviously we need to be praying longer than that. But I'm just saying, when you're in traffic, that's a great time to pray. When you find yourself getting ready for work, that's a great time to pray. When you're driving home from work, that's a good time. So don't, I just don't have time. I didn't say you had to lay prostrate. Even the word of God is very specific. It said watch and pray. So that means I can be watching and praying. Watching the road. We don't need the, you to close your eyes and Tear up the I-17. <laughs> Somebody say watch and pray. The Bible said watch and pray. So we want to see unusual favor. We have to pray without ceasing. Go to 1 Thessalonians uh, 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 5 and 17. Look at this real quick. 1 Thessalonians 5. and It says pray without ceasing. And see, I grew up in church where some people, they would make comments, well, when you pray for something, you only got to pray for it one more, one time, and that's it. No, 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 no. Verse 10 says she prayed, and then the Bible says in verse 12, she continued to pray. So don't, don't just pray one time for something, amen? And, 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 and I've heard people try to say, well, if you pray, for, if you go back and pray for it again, that just means you have lack of faith. You call it what you want to call, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray every day till that thing come to fruition. Amen? Man, you can get all intellectual if you want. At the end of the day, I'm going to pray. Yeah, and, and there's times that our, our, our faith gets shipwrecked. But then that's where you better stir that thing up on the inside of you because you got to remember, and we'll get to faith in a minute, but Romans 12 and 3, he said, I've given you all a measure of faith. So he's all giving us a measure. So you got to work your measure. There it is right there. It says, uh, 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 not to think of himself more highly than you ought to think, to, to be soberly minded. God has dealt each one of us. A, a measure of faith, amen? And we come to church so that we can ultimately increase our faith, amen? Because faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's stay on, let's linger on this prayer thing for just a minute. Because in order for you to see unusual favor, we have to be just like Hannah. Verse 10, she prayed to God. And then verse 12, she kept right on praying, amen? Because I believe that when we turn up our prayer life, that's when we begin to see unusual favor. Go to Joshua chapter uh, 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 
10, I believe it is. Yeah, Joshua chapter uh, uh, 10, uh, go to verse 13. Go to, go to yeah, 10 and 13. We're going to read 13 and 14. Look at this. It says, the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. Now, check that out. The sun stood still. <laughs> then it says, to, then it says, it says and, until the people of, uh, 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 had revenge upon their enemies, is this not written in the book of, of uh, Jeshur? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. So here it is, the Israelites are in war. And because they didn't want it to get dark, they was chicken button taking names. They like, we need the sun to sit still so we can kick butt and take names. And then look what this verse verse says. Look at this. Look at this next verse. It says, and there had been no day like that. These people were able to bombard heaven. You're talking about unusual. They didn't cause the sun to stand still. Then it says, it says, and, and there had been no day like it before or after it uh, that the Lord, look at that, the Lord, somebody say the Lord, heeded the voice of man. Pastor, are you telling me that God will heed my voice? That's exactly what I'm telling you. He will heed, anybody ever prayed for something and he heeded your voice? The very thing you prayed for, it happened. You were believing God for a job and he heeded your voice. You were believing for your child, amen, and you was believing that it was going to be a safe pregnancy, and then here the child come, baby, just fine. He heeded your voice. Come on, anybody ever been in some trouble, amen, and you know you should have got, you should have been convicted. You should have got in some further trouble than what you did, but mercy kicked in because he heeded your voice. Come on. Has anybody been in a situation where your money wasn't touching and agreeing and you begin to pray to God and say, God, I thank you that your Bible says in Philippians 4.19, you will supply all my need according to your riches and glory. And he heeded your voice and you didn't have to go without. I didn't say it didn't get tight, but you didn't have to go without. Somebody give God a praise. And this one. Look at your name and say, he will heed your voice. He will. He. Look at that. It says, and there had been no day like it, therefore, and after it. And the Lord heeded the voice of man, for the Lord fought for Israel. Do you know God will fight for you? That God will fight for kingdom. That he will fight for our city, our state. Glory to God. Amen. But I'm telling you, man, he will heed to your voice. Go to Isaiah 59 and 1. Isaiah 59 and 1. So remember, if you want to see unusual favor, you have to cease. You have to pray without ceasing. Then it says, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor is his ear heavy that he cannot hear. Listen, I'm here to tell you that our God that we serve, he is not deaf. That he hears his creation. Amen. He heeds your voice. So number one, in order for you to see unusual favor, you have to pray without ceasing. Amen? Look at James 5.16. We'll look at one more. James 5.16. James 5.16. Pray without ceasing. Look at this real quick. It says, confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective. Somebody say effective. Not passive. Not just, you know, dull. But it says effective. Fervent, which means hot, prayer of a righteous man availeth much. 
I can say in 12 years that I've been pastoring, everything that we have seen manifest has been predicated upon prayer. Because everything that we have accomplished has been by, the, by, by, by way of us praying and God heeding our voice. Did he do it right after we got done praying? No, because we know delay does not mean deny. Sometimes God will put a delay on your favor because he's trying to get you to evolve and grow and mature in character. He wants to make sure, amen, that when you get to that season, amen, when you walk in your set time, that you don't have marshmallow emotions. He wants to make sure that when you walk in your set time, that you're mature, that you're really persuaded, that nothing can separate you from the love of God. He wants to make sure, amen, that you're totally 100% loyal to him. I didn't say you were perfect, but he wants to know that you're at least giving a perfect effort to get to the 930, that you at least spend some time with him in the car praying. He want to know that you can be counted on, that we ain't going to, you're going to be MIA for three months. <laughs> you feeling me? So number one, in order for you to experience unusual favor, you have to pray without ceasing. We see this woman praying in verse 10. We see her praying in verse 12. And then look what she says in verse 27. She says, for this child I prayed and the Lord. Somebody say, and the Lord. Uh-huh, he has granted me my petition. Petition meaning the thing that I asked him for, the thing that I pressed him about. That's what the word petition means. So she began to press him. She began to urge him. Amen? And I just believe he just got tired of her. You can just get on God's nerve. He just be like, oh, I'm going to give it to you. He gave it to her because she prayed. And the Lord granted me my petition, which I asked him. So she even attributed her blessing, her son Samuel, to prayer. She said, I, I was only granted this because I prayed. I was only granted this because I put my request before the Lord. Put up Philippians 4, 6. Because I grew up in church where they would tell you, don't be asking God for stuff. The devil is a lie. One thing about you in God's kingdom, you better not be shy. You better ask God. Look at the scripture. It says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer, by prayer, by prayer, and supplication and thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And when, you know what I love about Hannah? When she was praying, people of God, she was very specific. She named it and claimed it. Now, I remember one time I was preaching at the cafeteria. This woman got up and walked out. I'm sorry, the man got up and walked out because he said, I don't believe in that naming and claiming the devil. I believe in naming it and claiming it. Now, see, what I love about Hannah, she could have took the humble route and said, well, I just, Lord, I just want a child that's healthy. No, 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 no. She was specific. Let's go to verse 10. We're, we're, let's go to, back to the Bible. Let's go to, oh yeah, this is, your maidservant, a male, your maidservant, I want a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. So she was specific. See, when you are praying, make sure you aim your prayers right. Don't be afraid. Did she say, let, didn't it say, let your requests be made known? I've met people here at Kingdom, pastor, we don't care, we just want to help each other. That's cool, but sometimes you need to be specific. I need, I wanted three sons. I was specific. And when I had my first son, I said, I'm, I'm, always, I'm almost there. He's 24 now. And then here come Mariah, 23. Here comes Stella, 
21, and I looked at my wife, and I said, why you ain't giving me no more sons? She said, because you taking them around to other places. I said, ooh. Because I wasn't living right back then. You notice the ages, I said 23, 21, and God wasn't on my radar back then. So she was, I just, you know, did the slow to speak. I just walked out the room. And then we tried two more times, and then God gave me 19-year-old Isaac, 17-year-old Ira. She got her tubes tied right after Ira. I said, we good. I got three sons to continue my name because I'm big about that. I believe that you should leave a legacy, that when I make the transition to heaven, I really ain't dead. I'm still here because steel is still alive. Then they need to have some more steals. And I need some of these jokers to preach the gospel and tell somebody that Jesus is Lord. Amen? So I'm, I'm big about having sons, man. <laughs> some of y'all are like, I don't care if it's a man. Listen, I need to. She was specific. If you want to see God do the unusual in your life, you need to be specific. Name it. Claim it. Put it out there. Put up Job 22 and 28 real quick. Look what this says. Look what this says. I love this scripture. If you don't remember nothing else, I say, remember this. You will also declare a thing. Somebody say, declare it. And it will be established. If you declare it, if you're specific, if you put your request before the Lord, if you're praying without ceasing, God will grant you what you're believing for. If he granted Hannah, how much more will he grant me and you our requests? Because of time, because of time. Number one, unusual favor will come to those that pray without ceasing. Number two, unusual favor will come to you that walk, that work your faith. Look at your neighbor and say, work your faith. If you want to see God do the unusual in your life, you have to work your faith. You got to work it. Amen. You can't be just sitting around just, I'm just trusting God. And I, and I believe that's good. I believe that we need to trust God. The word trust means to rely and depend on him, but also you got to be doing something. Matter of fact, look at verse 17 real quick. Matter of fact, let, let, let's, let's look at verse uh, 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 16 or 17. It says, then Eli answered and said, go in peace and the God of Israel will grant your petition which you asked him. Then it says, and she said, uh, uh, let your maidservant find favor in his sight. So here it is. She's like, let me find favor. She knew if she found favor, that would open up her womb. Because remember, God is the one that was behind closing it. But she found favor here in verse 18. So she, then, then it says, so the woman went her way and she ate and her face was no longer sad. And then they uh, rose early in the morning and they worshiped before the Lord and they returned and they came to their house of, of Ramnah and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Now, isn't it interesting that they prayed and then they worshiped? God said, listen, he's granted you your petition, and then they find themselves worshiping because worshiping means, you know, being in God's presence, being intimate with God, pulling on his presence, and then the Bible says they went and got under the sheets. Oh, I done lost all y'all. Put the text up. They, they worship. Somebody say worship. They worship. And then they returned and came to their house at Ramna, and Elkanah knew. Somebody say knew. Hannah. They weren't sitting around cupcaking and, you know, holding each other's hand. They got busy. 
And you say, well, what's, the, what's your aim on this, Pastor? You put up James 2.20. You know, I got a scripture for everything. But you want to know, oh foolish man, faith. Somebody say faith. Without works is dead. They had to put their faith together with works. Oh, y'all. And Elkanah was working it. And he worked it because they combined it, faith with works. Now, now, now go back to 17. Go back to 17. Uh, 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 Samuel. And it says, and they went to the house, and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife. He got to know her, praise the Lord. And the Lord remembered her. If they didn't put faith and works together, he wouldn't have remembered her. That's like you wanting God to give you the, your dream job. You will never get your dream job until you go put a resume together. And that takes work. And then you got to work that thing. You got to email that thing to certain people. Come on. And then you got, so in other words, you got to even combine uh, faith and works. How many entrepreneurs I got in here? Now, you know, in order for your thing to stay afloat, you got to grind. You got to work that thing. You got to have faith. You can't just sit around tomorrow. I'm just waiting on the Lord. The Lord is waiting on you to make some calls. Fill out some paperwork. Can I get a witness up in here? Because, again, faith without works is dead. And I love Deuteronomy 8 and 18. He says, I give you power to gain wealth. He's not going to go out and do it for you, but he said, I'm going to give you the power that you can do it. There it is right there. And you shall remember the Lord your God. In other words, when he begins to bless, don't get it twisted. When he begins to do the unusual, it says, you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he, it is he who gives you power. Somebody say power. To get wealth, it's him that gives you the power, amen? So you can't be, I just don't know why God ain't done it yet. But he's already given you the wisdom and instruction. Now step out on faith. And work what he put on the inside of you because the Lord has put a gift on the inside of you. Work your gift. Look at your neighbor and say, work it. Whatever your gift is, you better work it. Pastor, I ain't got but one or two. You better work those one or two. Shoot, I got one. Preach. Don't ask me to get up here and sing. I will have a small church. I won't have a church at all because I can't sing, but I'll work this mic. I'm going I'm to I'm find you a word. I'm going to tell you that in order for God to do the unusual, that you got to pray without ceasing. I'm going to tell you in order for God to do the unusual, that you have to work your faith, that you can't be sitting around waiting for a handout, that you got to step out and you got to do something. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 11:6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Put that up, Hebrews there it is right there. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He will reward you if you pray without ceasing. He will reward you if you begin to, to turn your faith loose. Turn your faith loose. Put up one more faith scripture. Put up Hebrews 4 too. I like this one. Look at this real quick. Hebrews uh, 4 and, and, and 2, it says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, uh, not 
not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. This word that you're hearing today, it will not profit you if you walk out of here and don't pray. This word will not profit you if you leave out of here and don't work your faith. You get it? Uh-huh. So it's, it's a travesty that there are people in the church that are dying. They're in the church but really haven't become the church. They're in the church but they're allowing their faith to just lay dormant. But if you want to see God results, you got to work your faith. I'm not the smartest person on the earth, but boy, I tell you, I can work some faith. I might not be all intellectual and articulate, but I will put faith. It's going to be hard to outfaith me. You feeling me? Shoot, I had to have faith for $1.3 million in four months for this to be uh, renovated. And you got $2,900 in the bank? Logic will tell you that ain't going to happen. But faith will say, I'm about to work my faith. I will tell y'all, look at your neighbor and say, it's in the house. And we raised it, renovated this place. God's put some air conditioned units on this place. And now we have in touch. Praise the Lord. Why? Because we put our faith together. You better hear what I'm saying. That's why it's important to get connected to faith people that are faith minded. Amen. Because I believe faith is contagious. Because faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is, you need to get some of this faith on you. I might not have a whole other lot to offer you, but one thing I have to offer you, I will offer you this faith that's on my life because I've gotten to where I am on this day, January the 15th, 2017, because I'm a man of faith. Do I have any faith people in the house? Do I have any people that refuse to stop praying? Come on and give God a praise in this place. Slap somebody, tell them, work your faith. Work your faith. If you work it, it'll work. Work what? Your faith. Boy, Hannah be being to work her faith. He told her husband, we're going to worship. We're going to go in this room. Because I know what God told me through the man of God. Eli said that he's granted me my request. And what happened? Let's look at it. Put up verse 18. Verse 18, it says, and, and she said, let your maidservant find favor. Uh, uh, go to 19. Then go to uh, 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 20. So it came to pass. Somebody said, it came to pass. And the process, the time that Hannah conceived, and she bore a son, and she called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. Somebody say process. I like that. It said in the process of time. Nothing just happens. Sometimes God, like I said, he'll put a delay on your favor because you ain't quite ready. Oh, but he removed that delay. Because this is the thing. This is my last point. Number one, in order to see unusual favor, is you, 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 you have to pray without ceasing. Number two, you got to work your faith. Number three is you can't settle. Look at your neighbor and say, don't settle. See, 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 she was barren. In her barren state, she could have settled. When she was going through her barren setback, she could have settled. 
There's a lot of you in this building even today that people didn't even give you a shot. You could have settled, but you knew there's something on the inside of me that won't let me settle. And the Bible says that we have greater as he living on the inside of us. I believe it was the God in us that would not let us settle. I just don't believe that God would put people in my life that are willing to settle because I'm not a person that's going to settle for being average. I refuse to settle of being mediocre. How many know the devil is alive? Look at somebody say, don't settle. I know you might be going through a tough time, but don't you settle. You might be in this building right now, and maybe you're barren, but I got a word for you today. Don't you settle. You might be in this room today, and you might be between jobs right now. Don't settle. I dare you to pray without ceasing. I dare you to work your faith. I dare you to make up in your mind. I refuse to settle. Somebody give God a praise. Slap two people, tell them, don't settle. Don't settle. I know you got problems up to here, but don't settle. I know you might be going through a thing or two in your health right now, but don't you settle. I know they're talking crazy on your job, but don't you settle. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Somebody scream, don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Me and my wife was living in an apartment and we were believing for a house on 53rd Avenue and Mountain View between Peoria and Olive, not far from here. We would pass by this house and we were like, we're going to buy that house one day. It had a for sale sign up there and then two weeks later that for sale sign was gone. It said sold. We were in our 20s. Knocked the wind out of us. We were like, dang. And then two weeks later, we drove by that house because we had to go do something in the neighborhood. And we saw that for sale sign back up. I did something unusual. I wouldn't put my foot in the rocks. Left my footprint. And my wife said, where are you going now? I said, I'm about to go prophesy over this garbage can. I prophesied over that garbage can. And then we called the realtor and they said, yeah, the family that was trying to get it had some things on their credit. So we had to put the house back on the market. And next thing I know, we had that house in escrow in 72 hours. Next thing I know, we were 50 days later moving into that house. Amen? Somebody say, name it and claim it. Because I made up my mind, I'm not going to settle for living in this apartment another year. I started believing God, and I was in the middle of a lawsuit, glory to God, and they released my money, hallelujah. I bought that house. It was only 1,800 square feet, three-bedroom, two-bath. That was a mansion as far as I was concerned because I owned it. I said, look at God, and especially when you're in your 20s and you own it. I'm like, look at God. But my point is I did something unusual put my footprint, prophesied over that garbage. My garbage can for almost three years, glory to God. Then God took us to the bigger house, hallelujah, there in the Union Hills, 33rd Avenue, because he's a God of increase. Somebody say increase. But my point is that we didn't settle. Don't settle, people of God. And because she made up in her mind to not settle, she made up in her mind, I'm going to pray without ceasing. I'm going to work my faith. I'm not going to settle. Look what happens. Because she didn't settle, look what happened in verse 
uh, Samuel 2 and 1. And Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. Because she made up in her mind, I'm praying. I'm not going to cease when it comes to praying. I'm going to work my faith. I made up in my mind years ago, I'm not going to settle. And because she did those three things, the Bible says she smiled. Look at your neighbor and say, cheese. I'm just helping you work on your smile. Because your enemies are going to come, you're going to be like, <laughs> remember you said I wouldn't last in ministry two years, I'm 12 now. Cheese. Hallelujah. Look at how God is showing off in my life. Then gave me 10 acres in 10 years. I love that, that the Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than man. That he would give me an acre for each year that I was grinding. That he gave me an acre for each year that I was working for him. I'm telling you right now that there are some things that if you do it now, you will see it later. Because sometime greater is later, amen? So in the middle of your setback, know that set time is coming. Somebody scream set time. So, so she smiles at her enemies. To remember, Paniah would make her miserable and remind her, you got Elkanah's heart, but at least I got his children. I know Elkanah only liked me, but I know he loved you, but psh, you can't even give him back to himself. You hear what I'm saying? This is how she's teasing her. You got to look at how these kids resemble. Yeah, I know he don't love me. I'm an unloved woman, but at least my kids resemble him. What you got? This is the kind of stuff that Hannah had to hear. No wonder why she said, I'm about to pray without ceasing. I'm about to work my faith. You better get in this bedroom, Elkanah. Because <laughs> we not settling. I'm not about to let you go out here and keep pushing these kids out with her, and I don't get none. I need to create something to look like you too. Can I get a witness up in here? Shoot, this woman had to be black. Come on, somebody. She's like, shoot. You better get over here. <laughs> and then his name was Elkanah too? Because you know we'll name our kids something bizarre. But let me get back to my scripture. <laughs> Let's get to the text before I get in trouble. Okay, um, smiled at his enemies. And then look at this. Go to verse uh, 20. Go to verse 20 and 21. Look at this. It says, and Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, the Lord give you descendants from this woman for the loan. Remember, he gave, she gave uh, 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 Samuel as a loan to, to the Lord. So it says, so, so the Lord give you descendants from this woman from, for the loan that, you was, that was given to the Lord. Then they would go to their own home. Now look at this next verse. It says, and the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and she bore three sons, two daughters. Meanwhile, the child Samuel, he grew before the Lord. So Pastor Stiller, are you telling me because this woman prayed without ceasing, this woman worked her faith, this woman made up in her mind, I am not going to settle for being barren. That not only did God give her a son, and because she stuck to her vow and she had some integrity, that God came back and visited her again? Because once favor visits you, it will come back and visit you again, and again, and again, and again, 
and again. Somebody say, and again. I want you to get that in your spirit that once God does it one time, that he can do it again. God began to give her what she didn't even pray for. And I'm here to tell you, that's unusual. That's freaky. That's weird. Come on. That's rare. That's odd. That all she asked was for one child and God gave her six. Somebody need to give God a praise. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready for your visit. I'm telling you, favor will come and visit you. Look at that. She ain't even asked for all that. Solomon never asked for things. All he asked for was wisdom. And God said, because you asked me for wisdom and then asked for a long life or your enemy's head, I'm going to make you the richest man on the planet. Matter of fact, Solomon, because your motives are pure, I'm going to show off through you that when people come visit you, they're going to faint. When Queen Sheba went to see Solomon, the Bible says that she lost her breath when she walked in his foyer and saw how his service was dressed and how there was a spread of food. The woman just dropped off. And then when she came to, she said, the half of it wasn't even told to me. That's what I'm trying to tell you people of God. The half of it hasn't even been told to you. Glory to God. I believe there's another chapter that me and you are getting ready to step into a new season. That me and you are about to step into a set time. And put up one more verse and we got to go. Put up verse 26. So after he visited her and gave her all the mother kids, it says, and the child Samuel, he grew in reputation, stature, favor, both. Somebody say both. With the Lord and man. So we always quote Luke 2.52 that Jesus increased, but not only did Jesus increase with favor with God and man, so did Samuel. The Bible says he grew. Look at that. He, he grew. Uh-huh. He had favor both with the Lord and man. Me and you about to grow into some stuff. I prophesy that in the name of Jesus, that me and you about to grow into some favor. We're about to grow into not only having favor with God, and we're going to have favor with man. Glory to God. But the prerequisite is this, people of God. you got to turn up your prayer life. You cannot let a 24-hour period go by where you're not bombarding heaven because his ear is not heavy that he cannot hear. You can't let a day go by where you're not working your faith. you got to make up in your mind that regardless of what season you're in, you can't settle. And if you do those three things, you're going to be cheesing in your enemy's face. Not only that, God will just keep visiting you. He kept visiting her. And the whole time, the son that she gave away to the ministry grew into having wisdom and stature and favor with God, favor with man. Goes on to be one of the greatest prophets to walk this planet. All because a woman made up in her mind, I'm not going to settle. All because this woman said, I'm going to pray without ceasing. I'm going to work my faith. And I know something has to happen. And God granted her exactly what she wanted. I'm here to tell you that if God granted Hannah what she wanted, how much more will he grant you what you want? I'm talking about a Psalm 37 for God. That gives us the desires of our heart. Please put that up and I'm done. 
Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall. Somebody say shall. Shall means without doubt. Give you the desires of your heart. If he gave Hannah the desire of her heart, how much more? Is there anything? Please put that up. That's either Genesis 18, 14, or 14, 18. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna to walk out of here with that one. Put that up real quick. Either Genesis 18, 14, or 14, 18. And my dyslexia kicks in every once in a while. Look at this. I got to show you this, though. Uh-huh. Put this up real quick. It's either eight, Genesis 18, 14, or 14, 18. Glory to God. There it is right there. Is there, is, is, is anything... Is anything, is anything, is anything too hard for the Lord? If you don't remember nothing else I said today, please write that on your heart. So when you hit a wall, is there anything? When you're going through a setback, is there anything? When your money ain't touching and agreeing, is there anything? When your child then went out there and then lost their mind and you know you raised them right, is there anything? Amen. Come on. They're talking about coming and repoing the car. Is there anything? They're talking about foreclosing on the house. Is there? And I've been through both of those, repo and foreclosure. I can stand up before you and say, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Somebody give God a hand praise. Hey, da 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 da